You are now listening to Men Who Talk Heal, a podcast that normalizes conversations about mental health and promotes personal well-being. Whether you're here for yourself or someone else, this podcast is sure to have something for everyone. Our hosts, Zach, a social worker, and Brandon, a certified life and health coach, discuss their own personal and professional experiences so that others don't feel alone in their own struggles. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and or their guests and are not representative of any other entity. Additionally, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should discuss your personal needs and concerns with a medical or mental health professional. If you are experiencing a medical or mental health emergency, you should call 911 or proceed to your nearest emergency department. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Men Who Talk Heal. I'm Zach. He's Brandon. Howdy, y'all. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. you have a good week? I did. I mean, it was pretty boring, but, you know, lived through it, you know, enjoyed what I could. Um, How was yours? It was great. Uh, It was on spring break. Yeah. How was your relaxing spring break? Yeah, I was busy. I was busy. I told you last week I had um, some stuff I wanted to get done around the house, and that turned into, like, a... whole fiasco as every house project does so turned into home improvement home improvement yeah yeah not and not the bob vila version where things just like go really exceptionally well the tim allen version. the tim allen version gotcha. for yeah. sure yeah so um that was Love the first jtt yeah that was the first couple of days and then um and then i accidentally scheduled myself for a work training during spring break um so it was like a thing i could do from home but um so now i'm certified to teach youth mental health first aid hey congratulations yeah thank you thank you so now you know and i uh was already certified to teach adult mental health first aid so now i can teach both so you did teach me adult mental health first aid i did that's right i did i taught you and some other former colleagues and so now i'm bringing youth mental health first aid to uh my workplace now and so Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. It was a great, great training with great people from National Council on Wellbeing. Very cool. Um, those are they're good people over there. Yeah, they they're, seem like good people. They're good people. They they've make got, good product. They've got good stuff. Yeah, they've got the right people in place. So yeah, I, I like, like the green more than the purple. Yeah, the green. The green is much more calm for the youth. Yeah. Con, for the youth stuff, it's like a much better color than the than the purple. But mm-hmm. you know, I like all of their updated materials much better yeah. than the old stuff. But yeah. they're doing good work. Yeah. So uh, your home improvement projects. Yeah. Yeah. Anything of note? No, I put in. I put in two. I mean, again, we could. I could probably start a whole another podcast on like. <laughs> Home improvement gone wrong, um, yeah. but eventually finishing right. Home improvement learned by YouTube. Yeah, yeah, then, but seeing it through, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really try to avoid paying somebody to come in and fix stuff that I mess up in the process. Like, mm-hmm. I try to get the right advice and then fix it the right way. Yeah, um, It just takes longer to get there, uh, but I learn a lot along the way. So I put in mm-hmm. two... Uh, the house we're in now doesn't have any exhaust fans in the bathroom. Okay. So a lot of moisture accumulates. So, um, we put in, uh, put in two exhaust fans, one in each bathroom and that required getting up into the attic space and, um, having to add some electric. And so not a big attic, not a big attic, small, small space and also old electric, Mm -hmm. old electric, um, and old attic. And, uh, of course, when you watch the videos online of how to do it, they're always in a really well-lit, like, Spacious area. seems like a, uh, 
a third like bedroom, a third bedroom yeah. attic where you can stand up straight and do everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, without having to contort your body. Not, not in this house. No. So it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's done and it, everything works. You feel good. I feel, I feel, feel accomplished. accomplished. You know, you yeah. always feel accomplished when you put in the hard work and you learn something and, um, you know, it's tiring and it was painful, um, because of the situation, the physical situation it was in, mm-hmm. but you know what? Um, I didn't pay somebody else to do it and, and I learned something. So yes, I feel very accomplished. Which one was harder doing this attic stuff or the drywall in the old house? Oh God. So I think the drywall was more frustrating because it was like, it didn't result in a, in a, like a finish that I felt completely satisfied with because yeah. there were so many imperfections. Like yeah. this at least ended up the way it was supposed to end up. Okay. Like That's the good. fans, the fans are in the place they're supposed to be. They work the way they're supposed to work and they look the way they're supposed to look like the mm-hmm. drywall took so long and was so frustrating. And then when it was all said and done, didn't look the way I wanted it to look. And then I had to yeah. look at it all the time. So, I was proud of the work we did in the basement. As novice people, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still like looking back on it, knowing what I could have paid somebody to do it versus the time that we put into it, that was what was frustrating. Like I know if I would have paid the person mm-hmm. the the what ended up being a small amount in the long run, it probably would have looked professionally done. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But I will not do queen. I will not do oh yeah, we did eat a lot of dairy a queen. A lot of dairy queen. A lot of dairy queen. Masked our emotions in Dairy Queen. But that was still the big picture. The big picture of that was again, like we finished, you know, you, me, Jess, um, some other people, mm-hmm. a lot of people helped along the way. Like collectively, we finished a whole basement without the help of a contractor and it passed like multiple city inspections. Mm-hmm. Um, like none of us having any construction experience whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you're in the market, Miley contractors, <laughs> no. No. no, you haven't started no. that business yet. No, I have to do a little bit of drywall work here, Ooh. and I'm feeling a little anxious about it. Not anything to that scale. I mean, we're talking about a little bit of patchwork, but mm. it is what it is. You got this. But anyways, you. feeling very accomplished about some of that work. Yeah, you. Feel, it is a. It's a. It is a confidence booster when you like. Oh, like I did that. You like take a step back. You cross your arms. You do that dad stance where you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did that. I don't. I don't yeah. do the Batman voice, but sure. I always do a Batman voice. I think it is good for your mental health too to like, you know, like some people, some people like paint or some people do like other expressive mm-hmm. therapies and then they finish something like they see something through start to finish. And at the end they're like, oh, accomplishment, like done, yeah. finished, complete. And like that sense of fin- like completeness yeah, cooking is too. like, yeah, cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Every time you Baking. smoke an animal. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, do, I do a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go, oh yeah, like that's really that sense of accomplishment seems to be very fulfilling, yeah, um, and satisfying, like for for your mental health. And so I think like home improvement projects, you know, can be that too, like that that sort of expressive, um, that sort of expressive therapy also, like. Some people probably dread it because it seems like work and like, you know, people talk about like, oh, they have like their to-do list or their honey-do list. Like their significant other has a list of things for them to do. Mm -hmm. But like sometimes 
I look forward to those projects because it gives you something to work towards. And then when you get to the end of it, like, yeah, you're stressed in between. And then sometimes like, especially halfway through or when things aren't going right, you're like, why did I start this project? But then when you actually finish it, you feel really good about the fact that you accomplished that and finished it and saw it all the way through. And that's what kept Tim, the tool man, Taylor coming back. Yeah. Through all the electrocutions and almost lost limbs. Yeah. Thank God he had Wilson to be a wise old sage. Yes. Looking yeah. over. Yeah. I have a Wilson next door. That's true. His name is does, Brian. Does Jess make you a, a, do, a to-do list? No. She I actually was, encourages me not to I do. I was going to say. No, I yeah. thought we made you a list that said stop. Yes. Yeah. No. She does. She does, okay. She encourages me not to do. That's what I'm saying. I like. I seek out things. And I think it's because I want to feel that accomplishment. So. Gotcha. Like that's my high functioning anxiety. And sometimes it is, sometimes I do need to like, be like, don't. Yeah. Um, and I haven't done really much projects for a long time. Um, and so like now we're, you know, strategically doing some projects around here. Um, and that is probably, probably the most major of all of them, like the most invasive of all of them. So hopefully, how are you feeling about your parenting? Last week you were real low on yourself. <laughs> we had an all in all better better week this week. Um but you know it's still he strong willed strong willed kids. Yeah. And I and I also, you know, did did a lot of reading about that, you know, research online and I'm not alone in feeling that way as a parent of a strong-willed child. Like mm-hmm. you feel defeated a lot, yeah. um, and trying to find different different ways. So, um, you know, that was encouraging to know that, like, you don't you don't feel that way by yourself a yeah. lot. So, um, he's still strong-willed, um, and he had a better week, and then like seems like to happen on a cycle. Mm. But I don't know. I have some ideas about some things. I think I'm going to bring some. I think I'm going to bring some school psychology ideas home. Gotcha. Um, like some classroom management techniques. Like maybe like a, like a um, they do like token exchange uh, behavior management, like with the charts or like the card system, where like um, you get so many strikes or you have to. Do you remember pulling like a yellow card? Like, do you remember in your class, any of your classroom teachers ever had like the behavior system where like, if you weren't like behaving, they made you go and like pull a color card. And then like your goal was to stay on green card all day. But if you got to a red card, then there were consequences. But if you stayed on a green card all day, then you got like a star on the chart for that week. And if you accumulated so many stars, you got a prize. Not that, but something along yeah, those. something along yeah. those lines. So I'm he's a he's kind of like a visual reward based learner. So I'm I'm thinking that that might that might be something that we could try here um, for him and his brother. So I don't know. I have some ideas of things that we can try to, to motivate him. All right. Yeah. You're a good dad. Don't touch yourself so much. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. I try. Yeah. Just as a good mom. We make a good team. It's just been really exhausting lately. <laughs> was there a full moon this week? Anyone? Nope. That was that. Nope. This started two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. With the full moon. With the full moon. With the full When's moon. When's the next full moon? I don't know the moon phases. I don't either. I have a fr- I have a friend. We have a friend. Uh, we might friend we of the might, show. Friend of the show might need to read my kids' uh, birth chart to figure out how to manage their behavior. Is it Jess? Is Jess going to get out a microphone? No, no, Jess can't. Can't get on a microphone. No, she won't. She can speak. 
She can, but she won't. Just say hi. Yeah, see, that picked up. It, yeah, maybe sometimes. Yeah. So, boy, that's an eleven-minute hodgepodge. I, we talked kind of long there at the beginning of the show. Can I just completely off track? I loved the smell of Mod Podge. Oh, Mod Podge. Uh, yeah, I said hodgepodge. I know, but that just. But you said Mod Podge. I loved the smell of Mod Podge. Boy, we're bouncing around. Yeah, we're gonna title this show Potpourri. We can. Have you ever had potpourri? No. Me neither. Awkward. Awkward. Okay. All right. Weird. We we need awkward silences every now we and then. We do. You know, yeah. live we talked I talked a lot about that this week, living in the silence and being mm-hmm. comfortable with that. Yeah. So hey, so kind of going off of like what we were talking about with the projects and like people people doing things to like reach that end of feeling accomplished. Yeah. What do you think happened? Like, people can't always get there. No. Right? Like, things things don't get finished all the time. Things don't get finished. Things get in the way and, and delay a lot of, um, like, the end results of things. Yeah. There, we, in, our, in, in, like, our human lives, we have a lot of unfinished business. Yeah. Um, which ties back to regret. Ties back to regret, which yep. we talked about last week. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. again, update for the listeners. I am, uh, so I was three chapters in last week. Okay. I am now on chapter 13. Wow. Which is like 70% of the way through the book. Congratulations. So, I mean, and I'm a slow reader, so that's a lot of progress this week. You're going to be a book gal soon. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to start a book club. Ooh. Yeah. That's a show idea. We'll see. Maybe it is. Maybe, you know, this might be a good, good time to, uh, before we get into this topic. Okay. Um, might be a good spot to plug in that we uh, now have a Patreon. We we do. We do have a Patreon for now exclusive for content. exclusive content and yeah. bonus content. And so um, asked for by the people. Yes. So uh, we are putting together some bonus. You know, we're going to keep doing our weekly thirty to forty minute episode for for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, we have some off. Um, outside of that time frame, we have some other conversations. Um, sometimes we have guest interviews that go really long and not everything makes it into the show. Yeah. Um, and so we've had some people go, Oh, I would have really liked to hear more from that person. Um, you know, and not everybody has the time or cares to listen to a longer than 30 to 40 minute episode, but mm-hmm. some people do. Some people and do. And so, um, we now have a Patreon, which is an exclusive, uh, content, um, platform that you can mm-hmm. subscribe to. Um, it is, uh, there are different tiers that you sub- can subscribe to based on what, um, tier you're in is what content you get access to. Um, so if you head over to our social media channels or to the website, there's a link or a button there um, that'll take you to the Patreon site. It'll lay it out for you what the tiers are and what you yeah. get access to. It's a monthly subscription cost. Um, and we'll do things uh, for the different tiers, like um, like I said, the bonus content, the extra, you know, the longer podcasts. Um, we'll do like some, some videos. videos. Yeah. We'll do like some live videos. We'll do like some virtual meetups, mm-hmm. some Q&As. Um, so we've got lots of cool stuff planned. Um, and so, you know, opportunity to kind of get some, some more content out there and some more exclusive access, um, with Brandon and I. So if you're interested in that, head over to Patreon and, um, all that money goes back into the show and helps us, um, keep, you know, marketing and keep expanding our reach and, and spreading that message. So, um, if that's something that you're interested in, we would appreciate it if you go check it out. Um, like I said, you can check out our social media channels or our website, menwhotalkheal.com, um, and look for that Patreon link. We're such givers. 
We really are. Wow. All for the people. And I have the humility problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So anyways, so we're talking about unfinished business, basically, unfinished right? Business, and it yes. goes back to regret yep. and regretting things of action or inaction. So regretting mm-hmm. things we did or regretting things we didn't do. And so really what that comes down to is like, Struggling with letting things go. Absolutely. Right? Struggling with letting things go, whether it's ready, whether it's letting go of, like, your regret about that mm-hmm. or letting go of... People. Your people or letting go of not being able to finish something or yeah. just, you know, just being able to let go. So I know this is something that you wanted to talk about. Yes. So I'm going to kind of pass it over to you. Yes. Um, let you tee that up for us. So I was you know, thinking this morning about what we were going to talk about. And um, for some reason, I, I, I was on Google because Google helps solve every problem I have. And I was looking at stuff and I couldn't find anything. And, I, and um, the thought of letting things go and kind of moving on from specific situations in our lives kind of popped up into my head. And um, yesterday I, I had kind of listened to a part of the regret episode again, just because it was stuck in my head. And I was like, well, well, what is it that, what is it that makes us keep thinking about those things or makes us keep, you know, stringing those people along in our lives that might not serve us or might not benefit us anymore? And what is it that keeps us, you know, holding on to things like hoarding, you know, for instance, like what is it that keeps us holding on to all of those things that no longer really benefit us or serve us at, at any cost? So I was thinking about that this morning and, you know, to me, sorry for me it's it's something i don't have a huge problem with like i've worked really hard to make sure that i keep um my like the people in my life very specific like i have to make sure people have a benefit to me and and serve me in some way not that they do things for me or that they provide a service or anything for me but the fact that they're good people and and boost me in a specific way and i know there are a lot of people who have those toxic friendships or toxic relationships in their lives that they have a really hard time kind of letting those people go and with you know the thoughts and the actions that we've that we've done and had you know, with regret, it's hard for people to kind of let those those things go. And it'll sometimes keep them in the moment and in that struggle. So I just, I wanted to talk about mainly, like, what do you think is, is the reason or are the reasons that people have such a hard time letting those things, those people and those thoughts go? Well, I think, it's, I think it comes down to, I, I think it's really more simple than probably most people, or maybe even you think it, it might be. I think it's a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. I think when we, I think when we look at letting things go, right, or stepping away from something, um, or not finishing something, or um, walking away from a friendship, or whatever, mm-hmm. right, or a relationship, whatever it may be, I think we look at that and we go, "Well, it's a failure." Yeah. Right. I think we see that as failure, and so we, failure is typically something that is tied to regret. And Mm -hmm. so we go, you know, and and it's tied to negative emotions. And I, and so what we talked about last week with regret is that, and we had, and I hadn't gotten to this part in the book, but we had anticipated it is what do we do with that? You know, instead of trying to avoid the regret, 
and saying, well, I live life with no regrets and then not applying any significance to it. Mm -hmm. How do we reframe that and go, well, regret is actually significant because when we do fail, because failure is a normal part of life. So when we do fail and then we we do have regret about that failure, then then how do we apply significance to that? Well, what we do is we look at that and we go, okay, is there something I can do about it? Mm -hmm. If there is something I can do about it, then let's do something about it. And if there's not, then how do I learn from that and use it to my current present state experience or what might become without getting over anxious about the future, right? Because we want to avoid that dichotomy of, that double mind helix that we talked about last yeah. week where we go, oh, well, I could talk about what might have happened and what's going to happen and all of those other things because then we get lost in the mix, yeah. right? I think it comes back to being present, mm-hmm. right? You want to, you need to be present in the moment with, with what you're feeling about the situation now, recognizing that you're probably f- having a fear of failure and so yeah. you're not wanting to let go of whatever that is because you're tying letting go of that to mm-hmm. failure yeah. and then saying, well, if it is failure, is it really that bad that it's a failure? Yeah. I don't know. That's my thoughts. All right. So hear me out on this. This is my take on it. So the inability to let things go or holding on to the things that no longer serve you or the people that no longer serve you or the thoughts that no longer serve you is an unhealthy form of validation. So Okay. Say it again. So for instance, an unhealthy validation in in this example. So let's say you're in a relationship. You realize you've made mistakes after this relationship has ended. And you have this thought that you are either not a great um, partner or not a great boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And the validation that you have for that is the thought of what you did in that past relationship. So you continue having that negative thought of yourself And it will keep coming and coming and coming and make you kind of stay in that mindset of you are that way instead of the I've learned from this and I want to continue to do better and move on from it. So I think what a lot of people have is they have those thoughts of I was this way and they have the the memories of this is what I did to be this way. And so they have that validation in their mind of like, yes, this is what I was. And so they don't have when they're moving forward, they don't have those those better memories to like hold on to because our brains naturally focus on the negative more easily and more frequently than the positive. So I think there are a lot of people that hold those memories and use them as validation for the thoughts they have about themselves. Okay. So I think, so I think the, I think that yes to all of the above. Like I think that we're, I think that you're presenting a very valid, mm-hmm a very valid perspective yeah. Um, because I think that it's going to depend on the situation, right? Yeah. I think that, I think what I'm saying is that they, depending on the situation, if they're mm. tying letting go of that, yeah. if there's a tie to failure, then that could be presented sure. as truth. Yeah. I think if in your situation, if that's the facts around it, mm-hmm. then that would be true, right? If we're talking about, for example, like let's let's talk about the example of you know, somebody who is somebody who's lost a, a spouse, like okay. a widow, right? So if we're talking about a widow who is um, ha- is having to move out of their house, right? Who yeah. they they lived in that house with their with their spouse who is now you know no longer living, mm-hmm. and they're having a hard time letting go of that house 
they're tying and but the reason they're having a hard time letting go of the house is because they're sad about all the memories that they made in that house yeah. right Did, it's as if the the person is tied into the house right yeah the the, the from the outside the lap, the lapse in logic there is that when you sell that house the memories do not get sold with the with house. the house yeah the memories right? come with you you can have the memories without being with the the physical house memories yeah. are not a physical tangible thing right right and so letting go of the physical shell mm-hmm. of which those memories are tied to does not also mean letting go of the memories right right but there's so much emotion t- we tie so much emotion to things and people yeah right that we have a hard time letting go of things and people because of the emotions that we tie to them. Yeah. Right. Another example you have, and we talk about this with, with, with really teenagers all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We were all taught, most of us, I think were taught or experienced this as we grew up that we usually come into high school with a very large friend group. Most mm-hmm. teenagers come into high school with a pretty large friend group, mm-hmm. right? Or at least large social group. Right. Over the course of high school, what the the typical trend is that that friend group shrinks significantly, right? Yeah. And you typically leave high school with a much smaller, tighter knit friend group than when what you entered high school with. Mm-hmm. Then you go to college and it shrinks even more or you go into the workforce it shrinks even more. Yeah. You know, all of these things, you know, as you progress through different later age groups, yeah. your friend groups shrink and then eventually they may even change, right? Mm-hmm. You you may dwindle down to a no friend group and have to recreate a whole new social group, especially if you move or you get married or whatever, you know, I mean, things yeah. happen, right? People grow in different directions. So the, one of the examples in the book is that, you know, these two, these two women in the book were really good friends in college. They did everything together. They were kind of like different from the rest of the people in their sorority. And they kind of stood out from the rest because they had different goals and visions than everybody else. And so they were really like, two peas in a pot, right? Okay. And so they were supposed to be doing everything together. They graduated college. They stayed in contact. Um, and then what happened is, like, they just kind of drifted apart, right? There was no falling out. There was no, like, argument. There was, I mean, they just drifted apart. Yeah. Neither of them made an effort to really stay engaged in the friendship. They moved right. away from each other. They started different lives. The letters slowly, I mean, this was before email and like text messaging, the letters kind of like just slowed down and dissipated till the point it was like non-existent. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's 30 years later and they've not spoken to each other. They're halfway across the country. Yeah. Um, The regret is, on the one person's part, the regret is, well, that was my best friend and I really care about her and I miss her and I miss our friendship. Um. And so I'm having a hard time letting go of that. So I think about it all the time. Yeah. Okay. So what is the what are your choices? Right. You sit there and you live in that regret every day. Mm-hmm. You allow yourself to have all of this stress and all of these thoughts about what you didn't do. Right. right. 
you didn't stay engaged in the friendship. So you sit there and you think about it and you dwell on it every day. You have this massive regret. Yeah. But you're not letting go of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you have all these memories with this person. So you've tied a great deal of emotion with this person. Around this Are you still person. following me? Yes. We're still the, on the same page. Tying emotions around this person right. and the memories that you have. Right. So now the, that's where the book comes in. Mm-hmm. What is the decision point? Right. right. You can either A, reach back out to that person. Yeah. That person, in this scenario, the other person is still alive, right? So if the regret is about inaction. Take action. Take action. Yeah. Right? Your regret's about inaction. Take action. Right? Or you have to let go. Right. Right? Or you have to let go and say, it's too far gone. And I'm going to take the memories that I have, separate them from the physical person Mm -hmm. because they're not tied together. The person is the person, the memories are the memories, Mm -hmm. and move on. Right. Right? And then you have to say, in the future, with my future friendships, what I'm going to learn from this is I'm not going to let that happen again because I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm going to continue to take action. Right. That's different from the house situation because there's not really a regret because... There's no, there's no ownership. You know, mm-hmm. if your spouse passes away, yeah, you know, that's not a regrettable situation. But you still have to say, you still have to make a conscious decision to say, logically, mm-hmm. my memories are coming with me. They're not a part of the package. Like, you don't get right. to take those from me. Right. But also moving on and letting go are two, two very different things. So like in the, in the house situation scenario... That's a that's a situation where you have to move on, like continue growing and continue living your life while that whole lifestyle is now a part of you. You know, you have experience with this. Like it's it's never gonna get easier, but you're gonna continue to live with it. And that's moving on. Letting things go is letting go of kind of that negativity that surrounds it and making sure that you're taking the lesson from the negativity if there is any, and then holding on to the positive that came with any of it and then being able to separate the person and the emotions and kind of just go on. It's very small. It's a very, it's a very minute difference, but the moving on aspect is much harder because it's, it's continuing to live with you. The letting go, you can, you can kind of compartmentalize. You can trap it in your mind somewhere. You can hold on to those memories in the back of your mind, but it's not something that necessarily is going to live with you on a day-to-day basis as we're moving on in, in very serious situations, like with death and, and everything like that, that's staying with you on a daily basis. Does that make sense? Well, I think it's the opposite. I think that you can compartmentalize and move on. I don't think you can compartmentalize and let go. I think if you're letting go, you have to let go. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, you're saying that letting, you're saying that moving on, you can compartmentalize and you can say, well, I can put that, I can put that away and move on. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry. You're saying that with letting go, you can compartmentalize and, and continue. Yeah, I think that that's the opposite. I think if I think that letting go requires a severance. Like I think that you, if you're if you're saying there's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. I think that letting go would require the severance. Moving on would allow for the compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think that moving on requires letting go. So one has to live with the other. Correct. Mm. 
And I'm not, and I, and I'm, and profound. And perhaps, perhaps what I'm saying is what you're letting go of, Mm. what you're letting go of is the physical connection, right? Yes. I think we're both agreeing on that part. I think that's what I, I think that's where I'm hung up on. Mm. I, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I would ever ask somebody to, to in any situation, let completely let go of any type of emotional emotional connection i think what i might ask somebody to do is to reframe their emotional connection right yes i think i would say if you can let go of your physical connection to that thing or person then you're going to be able to reframe the way you you think about that and then that's going to change the way you feel about it, mm-hmm. which is going to help you move on, right? Right. That's the cognitive behavioral process of that. Right. I think if you can change, I think if you can get out of the physical, tangible sense of that people or thing, that person or thing, then you're going to say, okay, now I can think about it differently, right? And I don't have mm-hmm. to think about it as a concrete house or brand in the person. Mm-hmm. I can think about it as experiences yeah. or memories which helps me feel differently about it mm-hmm. which then helps me move on from that does yes. that make sense yes i think if i was if i was putting out there that you had to let go of emotion that's on me i don't think okay. anyone can do that yeah that's a dangerous that's a dangerous road yeah. if you're if you're killing emotion off frequently yeah that can lead to different tendencies about yeah. very serious disorders <laughs> but um, no, like I'm agreeing with, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I think in my mind, just the letting go and the moving on are kind of switched. Okay. Mainly because I don't have as much experience with like moving on from things and letting go of things like separately. Yeah. Like I've, I, in my mind, I've been in the camp of just letting things go. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had the experience of like moving on from things, but uh, I see. Okay. No, now because, okay. So this is where it's different is because I know you, because and I, I know you differently from maybe the listeners sure. know you and the way that you process things. Mm-hmm. I, for the purpose of this conversation, and again, you may be looking at this a little bit differently also. When I say moving on, I again, this is not, I want to be clear to the people that are listening, the, the advocacy here is not for forgetting about things. No, right? no never. Neither of us are advocating for Shouldn't forget letting, letting go and moving on does not mean putting it in the past and pretending like it didn't happen. That's right. not what the, it means letting go and moving on in this conversation means the way that you're most likely dealing with, if you're dealing with something right now or not dealing with something right now, mm-hmm. and it's bringing you physical or mental angst, It's most likely unhealthy, right? Right. So letting go and moving on from that means finding the pathway to mental wellness Mm -hmm. where you are dealing with that, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean putting... I I think letting go and moving on gives the symbol... Like the symbol... the the, um, What's the word I'm looking from for like the imagery that like you have gone down the road and that's the exit that you just passed. Right. Right. Like that you have stopped at that rest stop. You've unloaded that baggage and you are now headed down the highway. I don't know that that's exactly what's happening. Right. No. I think it is a reorganization of things. Right. Yes. I think maybe you changed the way, if we're going to continue on with that metaphor, I think you've maybe changed the way that you've you've reorganized how you packed things in your luggage or whatever so that it fits 
easier, that it's more comfortable to carry, mm-hmm. um, and that you can breathe a little bit easier about it. Yeah. Um, or maybe instead of carrying five suitcases, you're now able to carry four suitcases, but you're still carrying all the same content. You're just one less suitcase, yeah. right? You were basically able to eliminate a suitcase and consolidate your your material. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So it is compartmentalization, but I don't like that word because I think sometimes you can, in an unhealthy way, compartmentalize. Yeah. I think a reorganization of the way you think and feel about whatever that was that you were struggling with yeah. is what I mean when I say let go and move on. That's that growth around whatever whatever is most likely not to go away. If we're talking about grief, I've mm-hmm. talked about that on this show before. Grief does not get smaller. It stays right. the same size. We grow around that. Mm-hmm. I think that's true for a lot of things that we deal with, whether it's the fear of failure or people that, you know, people or experiences or relationships or friendships or whatever that we struggle with leaving or walking away from. You know, I think all of that is true. I don't think that those things necessarily get smaller. I think their yeah. their impact in our lives, the the footprint that they leave, stays the same. I think we grow around that, and when we don't grow around it, I think that's when we struggle. So I think yeah, for me, I think yeah. for me, in the sense of this conversation, letting go and moving on is that growth around those footprints. Yeah. Um. And and so I think that that's my perspective on it. I concur. Okay. Started off on two very different paths, came to the same came to the same end point. We did. Well, I think that's what I mean. I think that's like one of the things that we talked about. I mean, fi- this is our fiftieth episode, by the way. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank fifty you. episodes. That's crazy, right? We've done fifty of these. When are we going to run out of content? It seems like every week. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Um, I think that like fifty episodes ago, when we like when we said, "Well, what are we going to talk about?" I said it. I think it was. We said, well, we're just going to have a conversation and talk through things. Like, what would we sometimes just talk about sitting around the fire? Or what would we talk about, you know, sitting on the couch or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I think so. Like, today's a perfect example of that. You know, we had differing differing trains of thought on that. Um, and, you know, talking through, like, what that looks like, you know, might be helpful to somebody else. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, I think it's a good conversation to have because I think it is something that people likely struggle with or, um, you know, might be trying to conceptualize in their mind, like, how do I move on? You know, how do I, what does moving on look like? And yeah. does it mean that I have to make this an insignificant moment in my life? Mm. Does that relationship mean nothing, right. right? Does the time I just invested in that person or, you know, the time I spent in this space yeah. mean nothing? No, Absolutely not. Everything means something. Now, what do you do to grow around that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you keep that having a positive impact on your life? Because what you don't want it to do is have this negative impact on your life where it's weighing you down and making you sick. Yeah. Um, because that's not good for anybody. Nope. It's not good for you. And it's not good for the people that are going to have um, involvement in your life in the future. Right. So, cool. This was thought-provoking. Good talk. Profound. 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 I hope we sounded smart. Thanks it sounded for, smart in the it moment. Sounded, I mean, we may listen back to it tomorrow. It may sound like wah, 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 wah. Yeah. But cool. Well, thanks for the topic. Yeah, thanks no for problem. bringing the topic today. Thanks for talking. So just a reminder again, if you want more of us, you know, outside of these Which, who doesn't? 40 minutes. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, Patreon link, social media, mm-hmm. website, menwhotalkheal.com. 
Um, if you have questions about that, you can reach out to us. We can kind of explain a little more, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, if you want to see what it might look like, there's lots of other podcasts on Patreon that are up and running that do that do this type of content. So you can take a look mm-hmm. at their um, kind of models and see kind of what we're headed towards. Um, once we get some subscribers on there, kind of what we'd be looking at doing. So, yeah. Has anyone sent us Starbucks gift cards yet? Nope. Wow. Nope. Okay. I'm done. So I'm done. But we still appreciate you. Yeah. We still appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We do. And we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Men Who Talk Heal. Make sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website, www.menwhotalkheal.com. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to our show on whichever platform you prefer. That way, you never miss the show. If you found this episode helpful, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Facebook. Same time, same place next week for another great conversation. Until then, Zach and Brandon remind you to take it one day at a time.